to just introduce you to what it is all about, what we are doing here, and invite you to come on over to Spreaker. And when you come over to Spreaker, you will find good information that it would be fulfilling, that will bless your life as well as help you uh, in your ministry, whether it be a preaching ministry, whether you are a bishop, whether you are an adjutant, there are all kinds of subjects, and you can find us on Spreaker.com. So I'm excited uh, to give you just a small introduction. I'm giving you an introduction on several pages and through several mediums today. That's why you see this set up. Um, I'm coming to you live as well as coming to those who tune in for the podcast were actually doing the actual podcast because we just want to take the time to introduce you to uh, something that I think would bless your life, something I think that will help your life, and something that I'm sure will help you as you try to further your ministry. It's important for us to have all kinds of resources. It's important for us to have all kinds of educational outlets. And I like to tell people that what we normally do is we try to take uh, 27 minutes. And in that 27 minutes, it will help you to uh, enhance your ministry. It will help you to uh, be productive in what you're doing. And today, my subject is basically I'm talking to uh, our ministry gifts to help you to understand that uh, there is so much that... uh, we need to know, and it's important because there are a lot of people out here, everybody likes titles, they like positions, but they don't understand that uh, it is important for you to work on your craft. Um, So I will share with you, uh, those of you who may be uh, called to ministry or feel that God has called you to ministry, those of you that feel you have a calling on your life, and a calling on your life does not always mean ministry. Sometimes when God calls us, we have the tendency to begin to run without finding any kind of instructions, but we want to get the instructions. But for those of you that you feel like you have an assignment on your life, you feel like you have a calling on your life, and and I'm going to share with you something I've been sharing uh, for the last couple of months, that whenever God calls you, uh, if we look at uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who is a German uh, theologian, he says, what happens is God summons us. He calls us to himself. And when he calls us to himself, he's actually calling us there so that we can be destroyed, so that our lives can be changed, so that we can give up everything for the cause of Christ. And so with that in mind, uh, we need to make sure we are assured of the calling of Christ Jesus. What has he called me to do? But if he's called you to preach, certainly you don't want to take your assignment too lightly uh, because it means that you are God's emissary. It means that you're God's messenger. You're God's mouthpiece. Uh, You're the angel of the church, according to the Bible. And you're called to do a work and God has given to you the grace to carry out your assignment. We can talk about grace gifts because uh, the Bible says he's called some uh, preachers, some prophets, some teachers, but all for the perfecting of the saints until we come into the knowledge 
of Jesus Christ, or in other words, until Jesus returns. When Jesus returns, there will be no need for the grace gifts. But to every person, uh, there has been given a grace gift. You have to be graceful uh, what you're doing. Uh, you have to be grace to carry out your assignment as pastor. You have to be grace to carry out your assignment as first lady. You have to be grace to carry out your assignment as an evangelist. You have to be grace. And if you don't have that grace, uh, it will cause you at times or at tendencies to not understand what's going on. And we sometimes in church, uh, we have we don't we have a misunderstanding. We don't understand. We don't know exactly what's going on. Why is the pastor doing this? Why is the pastor saying this? Why is the pastor leading the church this way? Uh, it's because you may not have been given the grace that has been given to your leader to lead the church. I want to submit to you, not everybody can pastor a church. Not everybody can preach. Not everybody can preach on Sunday mornings. So we need uh, to understand what grace we are actually operating in. So after God has summoned us, it means that we are willing to give up our lives. That's what is signified through the clothing that we wear. Uh, we wear uh, the white collar and the, the black shirt, which means I am willing to go to death uh, in order that the message may be delivered. So it becomes imperative uh, that we produce good ministry. And producing good ministry is not easy. And I want to say that to you. Uh, it's not, you know, just something. It, some people make it look real good because when preachers get up, uh, they're able to flow. They're able to go through. It looks like they're doing it without any kind of problem. And uh, so we've got to understand that they're operating in the grace that has been given to them because good ministry is not easy. But if you're going to be a minister, whether you are a singer, whether you are a preacher, whether you are a pastor, you want to be effective and you want to be proficient. You want to be effective and you want to be proficient. So when we stand, we stand between the living and the dead with the responsibility of getting to them the message of God, whether it is a message of hope, whether it is a message of deliverance, whether it is a message of victory, whether it is a message of salvation, we're trying to convey to them as God's emissary the message that God wants. So when every preacher stands up, he's actually standing up to deliver the message from God. And if we do anything outside of that, uh, we are doing an injustice to preaching. If we're just preaching something that we want to preach or saying something we want to say, uh, we've got to put our ear to the mouth of God and ask him, what do you want me to say to the people of God? So we're standing between the living and the dead. So we must discuss uh, what, is, what is preaching, what makes it effective, what makes it good, what makes it relevant, what makes it uh, 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 meet the challenges of all of the things that we have to go against. Because whenever you're preaching, there's always distractions. There's always the enemy trying to get you off of what God says. Fear. There's all kinds of things that stand in our way. But preaching is our opportunity to communicate the Christian message with a specific purpose, a specific call to action. At the end of your message, 
there should be some kind of actions. People should either be encouraged. People should be uh, ready to come for salvation or repentance. People should uh, uh, be ready to run on. People should be ready to love their neighbors because at the end of that message, you have given them a directive from God that should lead to something else in their lives. And then there are doctrinal messages which should only be preached by the shepherd of the house uh, because it is not good if you are a preacher to come in and try to correct somebody else's sheep. God would never act in that kind of way uh, by allowing, uh, by jumping over the shepherd to come to a guest minister or come to one of the preachers in the house to correct the house. And so, uh, our eternal messages are not always uh, the right messages for us to preach on a uh, Sunday morning or not always good for us to preach at specific places, but every doctrinal message has a specific place. Uh, we also need to understand that we have to reserve uh, all of these kind of messages for home churches because God uh, very seldom uses somebody to go into another vineyard to bring correction. So don't preach these kind of things if you're the guest preacher. And we'll come back to that later on uh, in our teaching and in our series if you follow our podcasts. We'll talk about later that only the shepherd has the direct authority to correct a house. Only the shepherd has the direct authority to correct the house. So preaching is a, a science. It's to be effective. And we must learn the principles behind the solid preaching. What makes solid preaching? Preaching is not only a science. Preaching is an art. And we're putting the puzzle together, painting a picture, putting the story together. There, there, there are four parts of communication. There is the speaker. There is the message. There is a vehicle. And there is a receiver. So preaching, when done right, correctly, it always yields the right response, whether it's salvation, spiritual growth, Christian science, or Christian information. There are a lot of people who do not understand the necessity of living right for effective preaching. But if you want to be an effective preacher, you've got to live right. We live in a society now where we give all kinds of people, all kinds of authorities to live any kind of way. We use it as an excuse. Uh, uh, we say to people that I'm not perfect. But we've got to understand whenever God is going to use you, he needs a clean vessel. The Bible says in every house there are vessels, vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. And we want to be a vessel of honor. We want to be effective in what we're using. Preaching is too hard just to stand up and, and, and be wasting uh, 20 minutes or wasting 40 minutes. Preaching is too hard. It takes too much of a toll on your body. It takes too much of a toll on your spirit for you to get up and it not be effective. It not reach its target. So we want to make sure that we're preaching and that it's relative. We're saying something good. We're reaching the target. We're encouraging or we're bringing someone to salvation. Uh, Paul was told whenever God called him that he was going to be a bond slave. He was going to be a servant of God. So he had to wear 
uh, 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 certain things that will remind him that he is not his own, but he has been bought with a price. So I want to say to you, and to those of you that have the misnomer, that you don't have to live right to preach. God can use you because the gifts and callings are are, are without repentance. God never uh, draws back on the fact that he has called you. God never uh, repents that he has placed a gift inside of you. But if you want that gift to be perfected, present to God a clean vessel, meet for the master's use, ready for the master's use, ready so God can use that individual, ready so that God can go through all of the things, all of the spiritual uh, 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 roadblocks, the spiritual hangups to get to the right person and to preach the message. And it is so amazing because whenever God sends a message, he will go through whatever he has to go through to get that message message to that one person or get that message to the right person. So we got to pray and we got to spend time. We got to slave over God's word. We got to ask God, what do you want me to say? Because God knows who's going to be there and he knows what that person or those people need. He knows who needs to be encouraged, who needs to be enlightened, who needs to be lifted. So since God knows who my audience is going to be, I need for him to give me a relevant subject, relevant scripture, so that when I preach, I not only preach, I reach. So we got to make sure that we spend time before God. We got to spend time in prayer. And the thing about God is if you don't spend time in prayer, God will wake you up uh, at, at all kinds of times so that he can make sure that he impacts your life with the message. The best messages that we preach are whenever it is preached to us first. Uh, you will always hear the message that you can be in the shower and, and, and God will preach that message in your spirit. You can be outside working and God will preach that message. You can be washing the dishes or in the kitchen and be involved in something. But God will preach the message in your spirit first. And if we can ever preach it like God put it in our spirit, the people will be blessed. I'll also say to you, this is not the day flesh on parade. When we preach, we're not there as entertainers. We're not there to entertain people. We're there to do the business of God. We're there so that yokes can be broken, so that, that, that burdens can be lifted, so that God can destroy the works of the enemy in the hearts of people. So he needs people who have sought to hear from him what thus saith the Lord. The Bible says it also like to study to show yourself approved first unto God, but then unto those that are listening, because this is a different day or time. And most of the time, the people who are sitting in the audience uh, know just as much about the Bible as you do. So we got to make sure we rightly divide 
the word of truth. We got to say what it means. And when we're up there talking and it doesn't mean that we got to shut our mouths because not every scripture means what we think it means. So we've got to spend time dissecting it, uh, uh, pulling it apart, uh, uh, putting the pieces together, trying to find out what other thinkers are thinking about. What does Wyclef say? What does Bonhoeffer say? What does St. Augustine say? We want to make sure that we're, we're finding out what other folks have said in the interpretation of the scripture so that when we stand, we're not preaching just popular stuff, but we are dissecting the word of God. It is only effective when we pull it apart like it should be pulled apart. Uh, God doesn't mean for us to take the scripture and 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 and, and, and philosophize it, uh, turn it into our own philosophy, turn it into saying something we want it to say. Because the truth of the matter is, most preachers who are preaching now are not giving what thus saith the Lord. They're using a scripture just to uh, serve or to push on their message, to push on what they have to say. Uh, they'll say things like, God is tired of y'all. And then the Bible says that he does not grow tired or weary of the saints. And so we, we impose what we think and what we feel on other people. I will leave you because I think my, my 27 minutes is about to come to an end with this. We also don't want people to feel worse when they come to church than they did before they got there. Preaching is not a battering ram. It's not a place for us to tear people apart. It's not a place for us to put people down. It's not a place for us to get folks frustrated. Have you ever been in a conversation where you felt like it would have been better if you did not run into that person? Sometimes as preachers, we put a heavy weight on people because we have not done what we were supposed to do. We didn't study. We didn't spend time with God. We didn't get a message from God. We didn't seek the face of God. So in not seeking the face of God, we have the people in the audience leaving feeling worse than they did when they came. They're not going to get saved. They're not going to get delivered. They're going to get frustrated because if we don't know how to spend time from God and dissect this word, get into it, we'll spend our time trying to make someone believe that the word that we are preaching is relevant or the word that we are preaching is what God wants us to preach. We don't want to burden the people of God, but we want to give them a scholarly exposition. We want to give them a homiletic display. We want to give them a hermeneutical expression of what the scripture means. We want to tear it apart so that even a little child can eat the meal that we are serving and it be the will of God. We want to make sure that we have reached our target and that the people who were supposed to hear the message, the people who have come to hear from God will be in the same place ready to receive it, ready to receive what the Lord is saying. That's all we're going to share with you today on this particular podcast, but I want to invite you uh, to tune in to Spreaker.com. You can just put my name in the search engine and it will take you to all of the lessons that we have there for you, the lessons about preaching. 
teaching, their lessons that will deliver you, their messages there, their messages if you are a bishop, there are all kinds of things on my speaker podcast to help you and to encourage you along the way. As we go along, there are other notes that I have that will bless your life and that will help you to be effective in whatever you are doing, whether it's your relationship, whether it is your life, whether you are playing behind the preacher. There's all kind of good, sound doctrine and teaching that will help to make your life proficient and will help to make your life effective. I hope that you will share with us and that you will join with us. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything right now to just go on Spreaker.com and find those things and hopefully they will bless your life. Hopefully they will encourage you. Hopefully this little bit of teaching has gotten your appetite wet to the point that you want to go back and you want to begin to study to make your ministry, to make what you are doing for God effective in this day and time. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast and for joining us online today as we share with you what thus said the Lord. Remember, there are a lot of things we need to talk about. Let's talk about them.